Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast, where we'll be speaking to a very special guest, Kristen Oxiger is a sales page and website copywriter on a mission to help small business owners write humanized copy that converts ethically. Kristen believes the antidote to coercive, exploitative marketing techniques that hurt consumers and our profits is sales content that feels like an enthusiastic invitation, not a manipulative demand. So the result more qualified sales that feel good for you and your customers and stronger referrals going forward. Kristen, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. Oh my gosh. I am so good and just so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, this interview has been on the calendar for a couple months now and I'm just like, oh my God, she's here. She's here. Fangirl moment. And for our listeners, you will soon learn why. I am one of Kristen's biggest fans. But before we get into that conversation, Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Let's dig a little deeper for our listeners. Sure. So I am a sales copywriting strategist, and I have been in my business going ultraviolet since 2018 is when I launched it. But I've actually been around in my um, entrepreneurial stage of life since 2015 when I started my very first business, actually, as a brand filmmaker. So I started off by making brand films, promotional films, commercials for small businesses and organizations. And I really, really loved it. I loved telling stories. I loved helping brands connect with their customers through empathetic storytelling And I wrote a lot of scripts, guided a lot of interviews, asked a lot of thoughtful questions. And eventually, I pivoted into copywriting because I loved stories so much. So in 2018, I actually opened Going Ultraviolet, where I began to write custom copy for clients for their websites, for their marketing content materials. And I decided pretty early on in that journey that I wanted my copywriting agency to be different and really bring ethical marketing to the forefront because I saw a lot of copy, website copy, ad copy um, that was just very manipulative and I saw it was harming consumers and I just knew that there were probably ways to do it better. So I did a lot of research and Over time, I developed my own strategies and systems to help people sell more like humans and still connect with their audiences in a way that builds more trust Mm. and helps leads feel safe enough to make a wise, informed purchase. And it's been the best. It's been so much fun. Wow, that sounds like such an amazing journey. Like brand films, that is 
There are some overlaps, but it feels almost like a, a different world. So what was that transition like back in 2018? Oh, it was very rough for me. So I fell in love with film very early on in life. It's what I went to school for. And after I had graduated with a degree, I opened my first business and I was making brand films and getting paid for that for a couple of years before I retired from that world. It was really complicated. And I think one of the things that looking back, I can see in my first business was difficult for me was that film is such a big undertaking that you really need a team. And I love working on teams. I love working with other people. But film is such a unique medium. And it takes a lot. And I I think at the time, I was not personally ready to go the route of like hiring a full team. Right. And so I wanted to kind of streamline my own business, my own ways of making income so that I wasn't run ragged or exhausted. And I think that's actually showed up in my business. Every single time I've pivoted, something always comes back to where am I hustling? How can I include more rest and more alignment in my business model? So that has continued to evolve with me over time. But I've never lost my love of storytelling. I still love film to this day. And that was a really unique start to my journey that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, well, it's something that, you know, you went to school for it. And so it's something that you're clearly passionate about. But I love that you're able to take the bits that didn't feel, because those two words, like Mm. hustle, ease, I think when... I came into your world, fell into your world, dragged myself into your world. (laughs) Those were the two key words that stood out for me, especially when it comes to social media. There's this hustle as a business owner of doing all the things and running yourself ragged. And there are some people purporting purporting that that, that's the the thing, that's what you should be doing. I see it at least once a week and I just keep scrolling. Um, yeah. but that's not what we started our business for. So I'm really pleased to hear that you were able to pivot as difficult as it would have been at that time to pivot and just to continue. So would you say that hustle, ease, simplicity, those are kind of some of your core values? Yes, I definitely used to subscribe to the hustle mentality. So that was part of the reason I actually retired from film is because I burnt out. I was pushing myself too hard, too fast, and I was all alone. Mm -hmm. And I had to, at some point, just mark an ending where I no longer had the energy, which was the hardest part for me emotionally because I loved what I did. Um, But I knew that if I stepped back into the entrepreneurial world, like eventually when I opened my copywriting business, I was just keenly aware that I was going to have to do it differently because the hustle nearly crushed me. It was something that made me feel really defeated. At the time, social media marketing was taking off. Instagram for business was taking off. And everyone was saying, post every day interact every day, comment every day. And I was hustling through all of that, Mm -hmm. plus doing all of the work, you know, on the side that actually made my business up. And so by the time that I realized I was burnt out, it was too late for my first business. And 
I just knew that I would have to make some changes if I was going to start a new one. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you pivoted. (laughs) Me too. Um, But I really resonate with the piece about burn. I think everyone listening has had a period, a moment, a season of burnout, and there's no positive feelings associated with burnout. But something we've only been like connected for a couple months, um, but something that you talk about that really resonates with me that you just mentioned just now was this thing about hustle. Like you sent, uh, I'm obviously on your email list and you sent an email recently and the subject was, I'm allergic to hustle. And I was just kind of nodding furiously and I (laughs) hit open, like open, like what's this email about? Because I totally resonated with that. Like I want more ease. I just want to work four to five hours a day and be a bum if I want. I want to, I mean, I spend a significant amount of time scrolling Instagram, but that's a whole different podcast episode. (laughs) But I just want to, I don't want to feel like when I first started my business, I had a nine to five. It was very go, go, go. And that was where the burnout happened. And so something that I'm really excited to talk to you about is this whole social media thing. And we're going to talk specifically about Instagram because that's the platform that we both hang out on um, and the product that we're going to talk about. I'm being very mysterious, guys. But the product (laughs) we're going to talk about is primarily for Instagram. And so if you're listening to this and you are someone who you resonate with that statement, I'm allergic to hustle, or maybe you're thinking like myself, how can I show up? on Instagram differently. Maybe there are certain aspects of Instagram that you really can't deal with. (laughs) This episode is for you. Kristen is your gal. So let's get straight into it. So let's do it. Kristen is here because the lovely Megan, I want to say Ludwig. If I've said your name wrong, Megan, I totally apologize. But Megan had shared on her stories, I think it was back in October, November, her new nine grid. And I was swooning. I was like, oh my God, what is that? Where did you get that from? And she put me in touch or she sent me Kristen's link. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the term nine grid, but you have not heard about the term nine grid, the Kristen way. So Kristen, over to you. Tell us a little bit more about the nine grid. Absolutely. So the Nine Grid is a strategic sales funnel system that I've created for Instagram to replace your daily posting to the feed with nine static posts and captions that strategically warm up a brand new Instagram follower so that they can learn more about you, learn about what you offer, and make the decision to stick around and get nurtured all within the first two minutes of landing on your profile. So this is a strategy for people who are really exhausted with Instagram. They can't keep up with posting. They've noticed a stark uh, decline in engagement when it comes to their feed posts, but they have other places on Instagram that are actually generating some good engagement for them. So maybe they like stories or maybe they like reels. Maybe they really enjoy sending messages in the DMs, but their feed posts are just declining and declining and they're exhausted. The nine grid actually removes the need to post to your feed so that you can post a nine 
static images and set them, keep them up indefinitely and entertain your followers, nurture them in other spots on Instagram and beyond. Yes. And that was, that was it. (laughs) I was sold. (laughs) I was sold. But I want to make it really clear Mm -hmm. the difference between your nine grid, because nine grids, I've heard the term before, but Mm -hmm. again, I followed what the guru said I should. Even this week, Kristen, someone I'd answered. So remember we had, I reached out to you because I realized that my reels weren't getting any engagement because I wasn't posting all that kind of jazz. And so I reached out to a social media guru and even she was telling me, don't do the nine grid, post your feet. And I was like, no, I am, (laughs) no. Whereas like a year ago, 18 months ago, I would have listened to that advice. But as Mm. you just said, Feed, I do get engagement, but I just find them so dreary. This is not something I've shared outside of my coach, but I could spend a stupid amount of time in Canva aligning stuff that's on top of writing a caption because Mm -hmm. I'm not a writer, a fantastic writer like yourself. And so writing captions, and before you know it, I could as well be running a business just to write a caption for a post for Instagram. And so this is why your way aligned so well with where I am at in my business, because I love reels, love stories. I love chatting to people, but my feed posts, I could, I could do without. Right. And so I think there's some key words that you mentioned, and I want to make sure that our listeners get what those key words are. Mm-hmm. Because they might have come across a nine grid before. I've mm-hmm. certainly seen people setting templates. Again, I don't want to spend 500 hours in Canvas, so I've been yeah. looking for templates. But they're not quite the Kristen, yes. <laughs> the Kristen way. <laughs> so can we be really clear? Yeah. You've mentioned strategic. You've mentioned sales funnel. Mm-hmm. It's designed to replace or sit on top of. I'm looking at my notes. Yep. So that when a new follower lands, like you said, learns about you in two minutes or less. Yep. What is the key difference between your way, the right way, and what other people might be doing? Yeah. Well, um, just to give you a little bit of context, I Mm. started my nine grid system as an experiment just for me. So in 2021, in the fall, I hit another wall of burnout We were in the middle of the pandemic in the beginning stages of that. I was doing all the things that the social media gurus were telling me to do, posting, posting, posting. And I was spending over seven hours a week creating content for my feed, not to mention stories. And that included the design, the caption writing, breaking up the captions to repurpose in other places, coming back to engage in the DMs to share things to my stories and to comment back to people on my posts. But no matter how many hashtags I use, no no matter how many beautiful resources I purchased from social media experts teaching me how to use um, new, more strategic hashtags, my feed reach was declining. And it was so bad that I had gone from several like 100 likes to maybe 25. And at that point, it was like, this is not worth it. This is not worth the ROI that I'm actually getting. And the ROI doesn't just mean money. And I want to be really, really clear with you. When I started this experiment, I had a large following on Instagram, like for an organic small feed. 
But I was not selling anything on Instagram. Every single sale I made, every person who decided to work with me for a custom copywriting project was a referral. So my ROI was never money. It was just connection. And even that ROI was just so lost because of the algorithm changes that it was no longer worth it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that you can't post a nine grid if you love posting to the feed, but you need to consider, is your ROI actually performing for the effort you're putting into it? And what I did was I, you know, I archived all my posts late one night. I saved some of my very favorite posts just so I could repurpose them later. And I think out of like the 300 I archived, I saved maybe 10 to 15 posts. Because to be honest, if we look back at our past posts, not all of them are very high quality because we're taught quantity over quality. And so I saved some of the best ones to use for later, maybe repurpose. And then I developed a sales funnel, which is actually very strongly based off of my own sales page techniques and strategy because I write sales pages for online courses, things like that. And I did this without telling anybody. So I published it and I began to just get tons of DMs like, what did you do? What is this? Tell me more. I had dozens of followers finding me every couple of days, dozens of DMs. I had never gotten this much attention before. And my feed has just continued growing since. Like, I think I've attracted over like a thousand followers organically just through word of mouth. I have been featured on different podcasts. People have continued to talk about it. And I eventually started teaching this method that I developed that was just for me. Mm. And a lot of people have looked at it and they've thought, oh my gosh, a nine grid just means I have to put nine posts up and then I'm good. And so a lot of people have created copycat resources or they've tried to create templates and things. And I can't really speak for what they're teaching, but my nine grid system was created as a sales funnel. So Mm. every post has a theme. Every caption is chronologically ordered very strategically so that as somebody scrolls in order from your first post down to your ninth post, they are learning information in a very nurturing way. And they are getting plugged into the right things with you wherever they feel excited to take a step in. Maybe it's just joining your email list or maybe it's even simpler. They want to just hit follow and watch your stories for a couple of weeks. Some people might come and get really excited by your nine grid and decide to purchase something with you right away. That's happened to me as well. Mm. Um, For someone who never used to make any sales on Instagram, now I make most of my sales off Instagram with this. Wow. But it's not because I just posted nine random posts. It's not because my feed is just pretty. It's because my nine grid features strategic information in a chronological order. So that's where the sales funnel comes in. So I would really encourage you, if you want to try out a nine grid, to remember that it's not just about nine pretty things or nine random ideas. It really needs to be thoughtful. Yeah. And that's what I loved about your resources. So I first signed up for your roadmap, which was very, very informative. And I can kind of see your thinking. And then of course I signed up because I haven't got time (laughs) to work things out by myself. (laughs) So then I signed up, I purchased your toolkit And that, again, was more information. And I thought I'd have to work with you 
one-on-one, but you're right. The the toolkit lays it out. It tells me what to put in each post. And I've been stalking you ever since, and I'm seeing other people <laughs> doing their nine grids. And in terms of the captions, something that you said, and I think it was a couple of days ago, is mm-hmm. like, don't be don't be stingy with yes. your captions. Whereas, you know, when I was feeding to my, like writing for my feed, I was like, oh my God, how long does this caption need to be? But because this is a strategy, because this is a sales funnel, you want to pack, you know, don't waffle, but you want to pack as much. Do you want to talk to us a little bit more about that theory? Sure. So I want you to think of it like this. Your nine grid, when you have a sales funnel that replaces your feed or sits on top of your old post and you're not going to touch it anymore. This is for brand new followers. This is not to nurture your current followers because they're just going to see it once and they're never going to see it again. Yeah. So this sales funnel is exactly for the person who just found out about you. Their friend just told you, told them to find you. They look you up. This is their time to shine. So they're seeing the sales funnel. They're getting warmed up, getting excited, and they're going to hit follow. So now you've attracted a well-qualified follower who is less likely to stop following you. So that means your posts need to be very good, very strong, very high quality to attract somebody to hit the follow button, and then you're going to nurture them everywhere else. Mm. And this is why a strategic caption, a longer caption is really, really important. When you think about how you have been posting to the feed for quantity's sake, like you've been posting three to five times a week, obviously your posts can vary in length. They can be a bit more casual because that's how you're nurturing. But when you have a nine grid, you're not nurturing like that anymore. People are now going to find that in your stories and your DMs, wherever you like hanging out. So that means the posts that are static on your feed that are going to be there all the time need to be strong all the time. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to come to someone's feed and see nine pretty pictures and then only really sparse, flimsy captions that don't feel exciting, right? Or strategic or thoughtful. It's going to make you think it's not a real person. It's going to feel spammy to somebody. So my biggest recommendation that I think a lot of people wouldn't think about is you want to max out your character length. You actually want to fill those captions because you need to put in the work so that those captions can feel strong and meaty to somebody new. And it Mm. gives them your best expertise. It's really serving as an act of customer service. It's inviting people to get to know you better because it's showing off your best stuff. To give you an example to help it make a little more sense, the first post in a nine grid is always welcoming someone to your brand, who you are, and what you do. And it's a great introduction to you as a whole. Now, we're used to seeing Friday introductions posts, right? That's something that a lot of social media experts have been teaching. And those are fun. But I guarantee you, if you've written one before, you can scroll back in time. And it's probably a really relatively short caption you wrote. It's probably time was of the moment. And maybe you said something like, today I'm eating popcorn outside (laughs) while my kids run around and play on my break. I love being an entrepreneur. But it wasn't really strategic. It wasn't super high quality because it wasn't meant to last very long. So on your nine grid, you need to beef that up and you need to have a welcome post that is not 
something that's kind of locked into a certain time frame. Like you don't want to say, oh, it's Christmas because this post is going to be up for a long time, right? So it needs to feel like it encompasses a timeless feel. It needs to feel really strong, almost like you are at an event. You've been asked to be a presenter or speaker and you're telling them about yourself and guiding them into the rest of your feed. So that's how different it's going to feel when you start approaching those posts with more intentionality instead Mm -hmm. of treating them like the high quantity posts of the past. Yeah, I just thought, thank you, because I was just about to answer the question about the intro post. So Mm -hmm. for the intro post, what I'm hearing then is that it's very audience slash follower focused. Because yes. obviously you're very helpful in that you've given some examples and I have studied all of them. And some people are very heavy, as you said, you're about to speak, you're given a presentation mm-hmm. and it's very, their ideal client focus. Some talk about their background, some talk about I'm an Enneagram, human design. Mm-hmm. Is there like a ratio of, not formal, because it's not necessarily yeah. formal, but is there a recommended ratio? Yeah. So I just, I what I would do is you want to communicate who you are first and foremost and feel very confident in that because people are coming to learn about you. Most brands that are going to adopt the Nine Grid have a face to the brand. Sometimes it's an organization or a company, so there's no face. But in most cases, you want you to be seen. You're introducing yourself as the business owner. So you want to welcome them and just say, hi, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen of Going Ultraviolet, and I am a sales copywriter for exhausted ethical business owners who want to sell in more aligned ways. You can give a little bit of a tidbit of your mission so that they know why you have created this brand or what sets you apart. And sometimes I like to give a little personality pop. Like when I'm not working, you can find me finding a new foodie restaurant in town, kayaking on the lake in the summers, or hanging out with my best friends. And then what you want to do is from there, you're going to segue right into serving the customer. So Mm. you're going to help them get what they want. So you're going to say, I am this, like this is what I do, and this is the kind of person that I work with. If you want to hang out with me, You can find me in stories where I teach trainings all the time. Send me a DM if you want to connect or find out more about me on my website and my link is in my bio. And so it's kind of like that really warm welcome, like, hi, this is who I am. But then you immediately segue into, and this is what I want to do for you. Here are Mm -hmm. some ways that we can connect that are very low pressure. And then I like to keep a little bit of space in that caption at the bottom to explain the nine grid because some people have never seen it before. And so I say, you can look at the next eight posts to learn all about me, my business, what I offer and how I can help you. Mm. And that way they know, okay, I'm going to read the next eight posts and I'm going to learn everything. (laughs) And that inspires them to read, read, read and finish right away. Yeah, no, it really is. And I love how each post Segways so naturally. What I thought of this weekend, because I was inspired to finish all my captions. But what I thought of this week, this weekend is there's something called 
some of us have a private podcast, which Mm -hmm. if you position it in the right way, it's like a sales funnel. So you can share it, capture someone's email address. And if you position it in the, and use the right strategy, you could nurture and convert them. And so I thought this is the same, but it's just on Instagram. And so when I saw you talking about like, don't be skimpy on your captions, I was looking at mine and I'm thinking, right, what do I need to, to put in? Because that uh-huh. really is your time. Mm-hmm. You've got their attention, especially like you said, if they've not seen the nine grid before, they're already kind of, the interest is peaked. Yep. And if they just keep following through, mm-hmm. by the time they get to the ninth square, the ninth post, which is very much around, thank you so much for being here. And then you can kind of not hard pitch but very much reiterate what you're all about and invite them to do, depends on what your CTA is. And so I thought it was really, really, really thought out. I'm really nosy, but like, how long did it take you to kind of develop this whole idea and concept? Well, I, like I mentioned earlier, started off my copywriting business working with sales pages. Yeah. So I was teaching people how to write sales pages for digital products, online courses, group programs, memberships. And a sales page is very strategic. You don't just throw up random information on a sales page and call it a day. Um, I'm not talking about a regular web page. Sometimes the vocabulary gets a little tricky for people. A sales page is specifically when you are selling something really persuasively And you need one of those longer pages with testimonials, Mm. FAQs. That's what I mean. So that strategy that I have developed with my custom copywriting clients, when you look at sales pages across our industry, you can see that they're oftentimes very manipulative. Mm. And so I, over time, since starting this business in 2018, developed my own system and strategy for a more ethical and humanized sales page. And things happened in a chronological order because someone at the top of the page is not ready to buy. We don't need to speak so much, talk so much that it's just filled with overwhelming information. One of the biggest problems I see with sales pages is that they're too long. Um, But what happens in our industry is we have relied on a lot of manipulative marketing tactics and people are sick of it. Like they're tired They see it all the time. It doesn't feel good to them. The old techniques that used to be really popular are just not working because people have seen them so much. And so we try harder to manipulate and we throw out more manipulation tactics, psychological tactics, and it's harder to sell. And we're like, okay, if it's harder to sell, I guess I got to talk more. And so we're overwhelming them with Mm -hmm. manipulative content, but we're not providing enough basic detail. That's the problem. So my sales pages that I wrote include basic information about the product we're actually trying to sell because that's what people need. It's so easy to sell to someone who wants something when they know that you have what they want. Mm. They don't need you to make it fancy. They don't need you to convince them that they'll be smarter, prettier, wealthier if they purchase it. They just want to know what's included. They want to know those details that we forget to talk about. And so that same strategy that I created and developed for my sales pages actually was a huge part of the nine grid. 
And so I was able to experiment with that nine grid, again, not thinking I would teach it one day. I didn't think it would get this much traction. Mm. And I put my sales page modules into a more condensed version for my nine grid. So it follows much of the same flow. Um, I made some thematic adjustments along the way, just thinking of the psychology of someone who's learning how to follow who they want to follow on Instagram. So yeah, I just took the blend of my own techniques for sales pages and I blended it with how do people use Instagram? Mm. What information are they looking for to know if they can follow me? And remember, this sales funnel is not necessarily designed to convert someone to a purchaser right away. The goal is what leads are coming to my profile. And it's the people who are determining if they want to follow you at all. So you're not just trying to sell them on a product. You're actually selling them on follow me so you can begin getting nurtured. Yeah. So remembering that goal is at the heart of the nine grid. It's at the heart of a sales page. People at different parts of the process are in different spots. So someone Mm -hmm. who comes to a nine grid is probably not ready to purchase right away, but they're eager to follow you to learn by the time they click on your sales page they're more ready to buy so you need both both are important but they're serving the same purpose of funneling someone and serving them and giving them that information they're looking for I love that I do love that and so talk to us a bit I'd like to give you the floor talk us a bit about because you've got sales page product page Mm -hmm got a couple so talk to us about about those in case anyone listening is looking for that kind of support right now of course so I have been selling some toolkits and templates to help make selling feel more human more aligned because a lot of people are not ready to invest in a custom copywriter but they still need to have strong copy and so I love teaching I love coaching people through writing their own sales copy And I want to teach people how to write words that actually serve their customers better because that's the whole point. Increasing that customer service makes somebody feel safe enough to buy with us. So what I have done is I've tried to create a streamlined shop where all of my products kind of work together. Mm. Everybody needs a website. Like that's very important. Um, That's where your selling is going to happen. That's where you get to talk about what you're offering, and people can decide to sign up for a consult call with you or a discovery session. But in order to get there, they've got to meet you. And so what happens is people land on your social media. So for me, I've invested in creating the Nine Grid Toolkit to teach people how to turn their Instagram profile into that sales funnel. It warms them up to hit follow, get to know you, and eventually click on your website And then from there, I've created a Voxer consultation template to help people sign up for a consultation over the app Voxer. I do that instead of Zoom now. It's all voice memo related. Some people really like Zoom. That's okay. But I am really in love with Voxer. So that's fun. And I have a sales page toolkit to teach someone the ropes of writing a very strategic, persuasive sales page for an online course. And I've also just developed something that I'm about to launch publicly, which is my best damn product page template. And this is for the person who sells something like a course or a digital product, and they just don't have the same amount of time to write a full sales page. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of folks get so excited to launch 
that they don't write a product page at all. And that's why they're not getting sales because their customers have nothing to read. They have no idea what's included. Why would they buy something they don't understand? So at bare minimum, you need a very pretty simple product page. Mm -hmm. And so I've been developing that template. I've been beta testing it and I'm putting the finishing touches on it so it can go live soon. But my whole heart is just to make selling more human for your customers so they feel safe at the same time, making it feel easy and more aligned for you so that you can have more ease in your business. Because I just don't believe we have to hustle that hard. Yeah, nor do I. I love the thought that you've put into, like you, it's almost like the nine grid, all your products just lead one into the other. Yep. Do you find, I love Voxer as well, but I've never thought of it as like a replacement to mm-hmm. Zoom. Have you found any resistance to that? Like, are people like, oh, I want to hop on a Zoom call with you? No, I've actually had every single person who's ever reached out, except for one, Mm -hmm. has been more than willing to jump on Voxer. A lot of people are using Voxer right now, but I've Mm -hmm. also had a lot of people use it for the first time with me, happily download it, and really, really love connecting that way. Mm -hmm. I have sold custom copywriting packages, which are pretty intensive and expensive to people who've never seen my face and they've reported feeling very safe in our conversations and just really enjoyed the flexibility that Voxer offered. Sometimes Mm. it's really hard to schedule a Zoom call when your life or your business is very busy. And Voxer is something that I can approach a bit more flexibly, be around during certain hours to respond. And it's been a really good fit for me. It's definitely not for everybody, And it really also depends on your custom client or your customers for digital products. How are they going to feel? You know your audience better than anybody. So you can suss that out. You can ask them um, and make an educated decision based on that. Mm. But Voxer is helping a lot of people like me, a lot of neurodivergent folks who can't do as much screen time, create more ease in their businesses. Yeah, I think Zoom, obviously I love my podcast interviews, but like sales calls, yeah. <sighs> I, I'm they're loving the idea. Yeah, there are a lot. First of all, I have to do my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I can just take that out of the equation. Right. But I had a question. Do you book a slot, a time slot, or is it kind of a day? Like, how does that, or they just box you whenever they're ready to have a conversation? How does that work? Yeah. So I actually keep my Voxer consults completely flexible. Okay. So when somebody signs up on my mm-hmm. form, They get a little message that tells them I will reach out within one to two business days with information. And so I send a kickoff email. I let them know that I'm going to send the first message to them because my form includes things like, what's your handle? Set it up first. Tell me what your handle is. Let me know what your experience with Voxer is. Are you brand new to it? Have you used it before? Are you very familiar? Then I send that kickoff email and I let them know I'm going to send the first message to you. And then my Voxer consult templates I actually use in my own business. So I start sending messages based off those scripts and I start that conversation with them. And if I don't hear from them right away, I don't take it personally because, again, it's very flexible. They can respond at any time. Mm -hmm. I just let them know that I'm available typically within a particular window, Monday through Friday, so that they can kind of expect when they might hear from me. And we just kind of take it at our own pace. It's really nice. That's really cool. I'm going to mm-hmm. think about it. I would quite like to not 
have Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you so, so much, Kristen. Please do check out Kristen's shop for her more information on her products and, you know, especially the sales page. And of course, the Nine Grid, all four of them. We've got a new one coming soon. And please let us know where we can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I would love to connect. I love making friends. You can find me on Instagram at Going Ultraviolet. You can come check out my Nine Grid to kind of look at it and observe it. I have two Nine Grids stacked on top of each other because my branding changed and I made a pivot. My original one went live a year ago and I just refreshed it in September with a new one. And I kept both so you could see both and compare and contrast them. So at Going Ultraviolet on Instagram, you can say, hey, stop by, send me a DM. And my website is goingultraviolet.com. I have the Nine Grid Roadmap there, which is super affordable. It's $20 USD if you want to get kind of the basics of the Nine Grid. um, And you just kind of want to explore that option a little bit more for you. And if you ever have a question, please DM me on Instagram. I love chatting. Yeah, no, I highly recommend the roadmap. I started with the roadmap and that's kind of what confirmed that I was making the right decision and the rest, as they say, is history. So please, 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 if you resonate with anything, hustle, ease, burnout, anything that we talked about today, showing up on Instagram in a different way, especially now it's the top of 2023, this is your permission Kristen and I give you permission to do things different. You do not have to post to your feed every day, three times a week, whatever it is. (laughs) You can show up how you want to show up. So go connect with Kristen over on Instagram. I'll include all her links in the show notes. And Kristen, thank you again so, so much. I have no doubt that this conversation is going to be very, very helpful and inspiring. Thank you so much. It was so fun to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.